Can we talk about something a little different this week? I want to talk about belly fat. Yeah, belly fat is not something we typically talk about when we're talking about energy, but let's face it. When uh, I was playing with my grandkids the other day and uh, some of them weigh like in the 30 pound range, well, when they sit on your chest, it's hard to breathe. 30 pounds sitting on your chest is, is not really comfortable. And yet many of us are carrying around that weight, not just to play with the grandkids, but all the time. And when you have too much belly fat, it increases your risk of some serious diseases like heart disease, cancer, diabetes, even dementia. So we're gonna to talk today about belly fat. What is belly fat? And more importantly, how do you get rid of that belly fat? So let's face it, I'm guessing many of us are dealing with some level of extra fat. It might be just a few extra pounds. It might be a lot of extra weight. And what we're gonna be talking about would certainly apply to each and every one of us, but realize that nobody has the perfect body. The only perfect body out there is one that's been airbrushed and placed in those magazines and the ads. Nobody has that kind of perfect body. And uh, look at all the reports of people with eating disorders that are in that type of business. So we're looking for a better body. We're not looking for a perfect body. So what is belly fat? Well, there's maybe some jigglies on your thighs and your, your arms and your buttocks. Maybe you even have love handles, you know, things you can pinch. Well, you may not like it, but chances are that's not really very harmful to the health of your body. What is really harmful is the belly fat you can't pinch. In other words, it's intertwined all throughout your abdominal organs, and that's what makes it dangerous. Men seem to have more of that belly fat earlier, and women don't see much of that in the 20s and 30s but that trend starts to reverse around menopause, starting perhaps around menopause, perimenopause, and then into, the, into those postmenopausal years, women starts to get that thicker waist and that more apple-shaped rather than a pear-shaped body. And so men and women both have to deal with this belly fat. So what can we do about it? I have three tips that I want you to think about if you are dealing with excessive belly fat. One is, well, we might need to reset our calorie intake and don't get depressed or hung up on this step alone because we've got two more to talk about and maybe this isn't your issue. But most of the time when I'm coaching individuals, about their excess weight, I typically find that they're consuming way more calories than they think they are. Now, I'm not a big one on counting calories, but I think we have to be conscious of calories. And, um, and when you become conscious of calories, you start realizing, whoa, did I eat that many? So here's the thing to understand. As we get older, our calorie needs decrease. 
I wish they didn't. <laughs> they don't have to decrease the way they usually do, but in most cases, our calorie needs decrease. In other words, we don't need as many calories as we used to when we were in our teens, for example. One of it's because we're not as active, but secondly, we don't have the same muscle mass because we're not as active. And also because as we get older, we tend to lose some of that muscle mass. It's a little bit harder to maintain it as well as we did in our teen years and early 20s. And we're gonna talk about how we can get that back up. But the thing is, our calorie needs change as we get older. For example, take a look at, you know, go to any calorie calculator online. They're all a little bit different. None of them are absolutely correct. But just to get an idea of how our calorie needs change, you know, put in there like, oh, how much you weighed when you were, say, 22, you know, early adult just getting out of college, maybe. So a 22 year old male who's 5'10", weighs 165 pounds, who's moderately active, you know, working out four to five times a week, is going to burn about 2,600 calories. So that's how many calories they need to maintain. But you take that same 52 year old, so 30 years later, and even if they're working out four to five times a week, well, they only need 2,350. In other words, they need 250 calories less, even though they're doing the same amount of exercise. See, so as we get older, our calorie needs decrease. And if we don't do step two and three, which hopefully I'm, you know, you will, but um, we still need to perhaps adjust our calories down. Now, I know that sounds kind of depressing. Uh, I've been through this myself many times, but as I go through a different kind of phase of life, kind of every decade, I need to adjust it because things are different. And so maybe in your teen years, you could enjoy a big dessert every single day. Well, you know, in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you find you no longer can do that without some weight gain repercussions. So where can you adjust? Where can you reset your calorie intake? You know, think about the things that you drink. Because a lot of times people think about the food, they forget about the drink. But, um, and again, I, I mentioned that I'm not a calorie counter, but I think it's helpful to be conscious of calories. So if you plug in your calculator and say, oh, I need to eat about 1600 calories to maintain my weight. And then you find out your coffee drink has 450 calories in one drink. And you say, oh my gosh, that's one quarter of all my calories that I should be eating in a given day. You know. You don't need to count calories to say, wow, that's a lot of calories. So it might be helpful just to plug in one of those cal calorie calculators. Don't take it like as the gospel because you know what? None of them are correct for each individual, but it kind of gives you some ideas. Is it closer to 1500? Is it closer to 2500? Because that's going to make a difference when you're evaluating food. And then just take a look at some of the things that you're eating. You know, okay, you like chips perhaps, and you say, well, you know, one ounce has 150 calories. That doesn't sound like much. Well, how many ounces are you eating of those chips? 
Maybe you want to get a little kitchen scale and put it on. I find that really eye-opening when I'm doing um, some coaching to help people to understand portion sizes. Let's go back to the, the drink though for a second because we were talking about coffee drinks, but alcoholic beverages. People will say things like, well, I heard a glass of wine only has 100 calories. And I'll say, well, that's a four ounce glass of wine. How big is your glass of wine? And sure enough, they pour the wine, pour it in a measuring cup and they find out it's six or seven ounces. Well, it's no longer 100 calories, is it? So it just helps to be conscious of the calories. What I try to help people understand is, you know, we can't eat everything. We can't drink everything that we want, but you know what? If we have the absolute favorites, I call it my pleasers, you know, the things that we really, really love, then it doesn't feel like we're depriving ourselves. So when you look at everything you eat and you drink and you find out, oh my gosh, I'm getting too many calories here or there, you know, put them down on, you know, on a piece of paper and say, okay, out of all of these, which one is the most important? Or which two are the most important? So I eat chocolate every, every single day. Yep. And I probably have close to 200 calories worth of chocolate. And I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, she's a dietitian. She's eating that much chocolate. But the thing is, that's, that is my splurge. I don't drink alcohol. When it comes to desserts, I'd rather have chocolate than most other desserts. It's not that I don't eat any desserts, but I rarely eat desserts because it's mostly my Dove chocolate. And um, I've decided that that is my pleasers, the things that make me happy. Because I found that if I were to have a cookie, for example, I like cookies, maybe a shortbread cookie or a chocolate chip cookie, a peanut butter cookie. The thing is, and when I have it, guess what? I still want to have chocolate. So it doesn't, it doesn't help me, you know, it's like, I still want to eat my chocolate. So I've decided pretty much, I'm not going to eat the other things because I want to have my chocolate. Now for you, it might be the coffee drink. It might be the one soda day. It might be the glass of wine or beer. I mean, you have to decide. Our pleasers are all different. And in fact, if you look at the article, my pleasers and teasers in my blog, you know, you find out that there are teasers. So the teasers are the things that are kind of always around. You know, maybe you have some Teddy Grahams in the cabinet or chips, you know, things that you don't really like, but they're around. And so sometimes you get bored, you open up the cabinet and say, hmm, maybe some of these. And you eat them not because they're great, they're not your pleaser, but they're teasing you. Maybe you need to get some of those teasers out of the house so they're not teasing you anymore. But you, you get the idea. We need to reset our calorie intake as we age. And it really is so much easier if you reset it along the way. You know, for me, like I said, I found that it's about every 10 years. If you find yourself in your midlife years and you haven't reset your your calorie intake, well, it's going to be a bigger adjustment. But uh, think about where you can cut out that is no big deal, things that you're not going to really miss so you can have the things that really make you happy. Let me take a quick break right now to let you know that today's podcast is sponsored by my Better Body program. It's a six-step proven process to help you lose weight and keep it off forever. The Better Body Program is a self-paced online course. You can use it alone, combine it with some individual coaching. 
So to learn more about how I was able to get off my weight and keep it off forever, go to drjoe.com forward slash better body. That's drjo.com forward slash better body. So stop dwelling about food, exercise, and the number on the scale. This program will help you to live your life to its fullest. Remember, it's drjo.com forward slash better body. And for a limited time, put in the code belly fat, all one word, belly fat, when you purchase the program, and you'll save 50%. That's not on the website. That's just for you for listening to the podcast. Now, the second piece to losing that belly fat is to up your workouts. And what I mean by that is, yeah, you know about aerobic workouts. Those are things like, oh, running and biking and walking and swimming, um, jump roping, you know, things that get your heart rate up. And you've probably seen the American College of Sports Medicine guidelines suggest that about 30 minutes a day, you know, 45 minutes most days would really help to reduce your risk of heart disease, keep your weight down and so forth. The thing about the belly fat though, is researchers have discovered that high intensity interval training is much more powerfully effective than just trudging through your workout. And I see this all the time. People go out for their two mile, four mile walk and they're, well, they're not walking very fast. They're strolling, they're strolling. And so you can say, well, I walked four miles, but if you're strolling, yeah, I'm sure that was helpful for your mood. I'm sure you burned a few calories. It certainly helped to reduce your risk of heart disease and diabetes and all that. But when it comes to reducing belly fat, it probably wasn't very effective. So how can you up your workout? Well, I'm, I'm gonna put something in the um, show notes about high intensity interval training. But you know, basically that's a workout that really gets your heart rate up. Now, you do want to check with your doctor first, um, and make sure that you're healthy enough to start this. But high intensity interval training are short periods in which you get your heart rate up at a higher level. You don't sustain that forever. In fact, I do one minute high intensity interval training. Some people do more like two and three and five minutes at a time. I do one minute. And you know what? Because I can do it. I can do one minute. And I, um, I'd rather people find something that they can do long term than something that they can only sustain when someone's yelling at them in a class or something like that. So my one minute workouts are simply something like jumping rope, jump rope for a minute, and then for the next minute, do some type of resistance weights. We're, we're going to be talking about later on, but like lunges and squats and bicep curls and, and uh, sit-ups and push-ups and things like that. Um, and my heart rate comes down a little bit during that phase. And then I go into the next minute where I do some jumping rope, which get my heart rate up a lot. And then there's also, you know, sprinting, like sprinting for a minute, you know, jogging for a minute, sprinting for a minute, jogging. There's so many different ways. You may want to hire yourself a trainer 
once you get the doctor's permission to get out there and exercise, but find something that works well for you that's easy to do. That's something you can sustain long-term. Like I said, I go with the one minute workout and I'll include that link um, in the show notes as well. But the one minute workout is what I've come up with, which is alternating between one minute high intensity and one minute of resistance. So that's gonna help you burn more of that belly fat than trudging along If you can talk through it all, chances are you're not in high intensity interval training rate. The third way to get rid of some of that belly fat, in addition to eh, cutting back on some of the calories, especially the things that you can can do without, uh, in addition to doing some high intensity interval training, the third way is to start getting back some of that muscle mass you had when you were a kid. The reason why you burned more calories when you were younger is because you had a higher level of muscle mass. As we age, we naturally lose some of that muscle mass, mostly because we're not very sedentary, but age does have something to do with it. So we've got to include resistance or weight workouts into our schedule at least twice a week. Because muscles burn more calories than fats. If you want to get your metabolism back up to that youthful number that we used to have, well, you've got to increase your muscle mass. So in other words, you're running, you're walking, you're swimming. Uh, You know, it's going to help to maintain some of that muscle mass, but you're not going to be able to build it up in the way that you can with resistance activities. So the American College of Sports Medicine recommends doing Um, two sets of weights, eight to 12 repetitions each. So we do a particular movement, eight, 10, 12 times, rest for a couple of minutes and do another set of eight, 10, 12 repetitions. And the whole idea is to work that one particular muscle group until it's really, really tired. Not to hurt it, again, check with your doctor and make sure you're able to do it, but to work that muscle because That's how we grow that muscle stronger. Some of the muscle groups you wanna work on are your hips and legs, your quadriceps, hamstrings, your chest, back, shoulder, bicep, tricep, your abs, your lower back. And again, you might want to work with a trainer so you can come up with a routine that works well with you. The whole idea is to do a limited number of repetitions, say eight, 10, 12 or so, um, at a weight that you really can't do anything more after that, your, your muscles are really tired. Now, of course, once you rest and do a second set, you should be able to do it with a little bit of rest, but that's going to help to stress those muscles so that they get stronger. And don't forget, we talked about this in another episode about the importance of eating protein along with your workouts, because whether you're talking about doing high intensity interval training, or you're talking about lifting weights, realize that the working out will actually break down your muscle mass. It's ensuring that you have the protein available afterwards so that when you rest, the body will rebuild those muscles stronger. But if you don't give it enough protein and enough calories to do the work, well, you've just wasted your time on the workout. 
So you got to make sure you have enough protein. I'll put the link to that episode as well. So you can listen to that. And uh, I should also say when I talk about weights, I'm not suggesting you have to go to the gym and actually use their weight sets. There's so much that you can do with only your body weight. For example, lunges and squats that we mentioned earlier, holding a plank position, doing your push-ups. Um, I have an exer tube band. So it's different than those straps that a lot of people use for resistance exercise. These are tubes about the width of one of your fingers and they have padded handles at both ends and you use these exercise resistant tubes to do a whole range of exercises. Again, I'll include in the show notes a link to where you can get those tubes. They're only about 15 bucks and also some ways to use those tubes. So you don't have to go to the gym, but see, there you go. You can get rid of some of that dangerous belly fat by resetting your calorie intake, intensifying your aerobic workouts. I should also say that one of the reasons why I like high intensity interval training is because you can get a better workout in a shorter period of time. Ah, oh, I'm, I'm into anything that will save me time. And then thirdly, you know, power up those weight workouts to build up the muscle mass so you can get back to having the metabolism you had decades earlier. All right, so if you have any questions, reach out to me. This is Dr. Joe, and you can reach me at drjoe at drjoe.com. That's just D-R-J-O at drjo.com. And remember, my Better Body program is available now at 50% off when you use the coupon code of belly fat, all one word, belly fat. Just go to drjoe.com forward slash better body and enter your code for a 50% off savings. This program will walk you through all the steps that you need to develop a healthy attitude about maintaining your weight within the normal range without a lot of stress and worry. I'll see you next week.